Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, everybody. It's time to get squared away with Navy SEAL Radio. I'm your host, David Rutherford. As a behavioral training expert, top motivational speaker, author, and performance coach, it's my mission in life to help you defeat the negative insurgency in your life. So get fired up to use Frog Logic, the Navy SEAL training program, to help you succeed in any environment imaginable. Booyah! All right. to Navy SEAL Radio. We got a hell of a show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to be so fired up with today's show. Now, I hope everybody is already buzzing. I mean, you're buzzing. You got that deep inside feeling that your guts are all turned upside down and you're just anxious, man. You're anxious and, and you're raring to go because you know there's something powerful out there waiting for you. Something that's uh, so down deep inside you. Something that's going to change how you how you think about things. Something that's going to change how you envision yourself. Uh, ch- something that's going to change your, your, your definition of what commitment means. Something that's going to change your definition of sacrifice. Something that's going to change your definition of who you want to become and what, who you want to emulate and what you want to live up to as an American in this amazing great country. You know what that buzz is? Do you? That buzz is the movie American Sniper. That's right, American Sniper. Sniper, the story of Chris Kyle, Navy SEAL Chris Kyle, one of my brothers, right? One of my teammates, uh, one of the greatest guys that has ever served this nation. American Sniper, the movie, has come out, right? And so often in, in, in our time, man, it's, it's rare nowadays that we get to have movies that portray true American heroes. We, we, we don't get, often get to have, you know, the, everything else is so twisted in Hollywood eyes that, you know, it's rare that we actually get the true story. The true story, the, the non-Hollywood glamorized story of what it means to be a warrior. The commitment that's involved in and that type of sacrifice and the effects that it has on the family of all those who deploy downrange. Because that's what this movie is really about, right? That's why they made it. That's why Chris wrote the book, right? As well as to protect the, 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 the legacy of the legend, him. Doing it because he wanted to make sure the true heroes in his mind, which were those that lost their lives downrange while he was serving, the Mike Monsors, the Mark Lees, the Ryan Jobs, those are the guys that are the true heroes, and their story needs to be told. And the fact that he came out and, and, and first wrote the book American Sniper, who was authored by uh, uh, Scott McEwen and, and Jim De, uh, DeFleece, that helped him out getting that story out, which turned into a, obviously a New York Times bestseller, man. 
But the story is not about the most prolific sniper in U.S. history. Because Chris Kyle himself has said on air, on TV, that the greatest sniper who ever lived was Carlos Hathcock from Vietnam. He didn't want to take that credit. What he wanted to do was tell the story of the effort that was being made downrange. The effort to protect the American way of life. Because that's what drove this man. That's what drove this man. And you know what? That's, what, uh, that's why this movie was made, to tell that story. That's why the book was written, to tell that story. To tell the story of drive, of commitment, of sacrifice. Right? That's what this is about. It's not to glorify Navy SEALs. It's not to glorify killing. It's certainly not to glorify warfare. It's the complete opposite of that. So as you've got that buzz going inside your soul right now, and that's something that's inside you that is making you want to go see the movie, think about what it truly means. And think about why you're, you're so intrigued with this. Think about why you want to get up and, and go spend two hours plus watching this. All right. Think about what it means to you. Think about what Chris Kyle's legacy means to you. Think about Taya, his wife, and his children, and the sacrifice they made for you. That's right. The sacrifice his family made for you so that you could have your freedom, so that you could feel the beautiful, most incredible, amazing thing on this planet, which is a free democracy. A place where we can live out our dreams and we can we can stand up and, and have a radio show and we can we can get out there and earn a good living and we can we can go to church with our families and and, and, and relative safety and man you can walk down the street with your head held high and be proud. Now who gave you that? Chris Kyle did. His platoon mates did. All those who have served in Iraq and Afghanistan and Vietnam and Korea and World War II and every other conflict or war this country has ever gone to, that's what this movie is about. And if you don't get that, man, then, then I hope you turn up this, this show. I hope you pass it on. Or if you know somebody who doesn't get it, man, share this show with them because that's what I'm here to do today. That's what we're going to do today is we're going to break this show down in a way that helps people understand that this movie isn't just about American sniping, a, a guy that was really amazing, just truly gifted at what he did for a living. Now, the essence of that gift, where does it come from? It comes from his heart, his honor, the integrity with which he wore that trident and that patch on his arm, the American flag, every single day, and the desire to go out and protect his fellow brothers in arms. I mean, think about it. That's what this movie's about. And it's also about the sacrifice that, that all spouses and children make by being the, being the, the offspring or the, 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 the significant other of people who want to roger up and sacrifice. Sacrifice for them. Because I'll tell you what, from personal experience that I'll get into later, man, it ain't easy. It isn't easy at, so we're going to go through some of those ideas, right? We're going, to, we're going to first talk about why it's important for all, everybody in America to see this, minus kids who aren't appropriate of the appropriate age, for sure. Then we're going to talk, talk about, you know, uh, 
how do you find that 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 sacrifice in yourself? How do you f- discover that commitment, right? And where do you get it, and how do you go from there? Then we're going to talk about the movie a little bit, get into the introduction of the movie. Then we're going to talk about, you know, or first we're going to talk about the book a little bit. Then we're going to talk about the movie, and then I can't even tell you how absolutely just uh, uh, proud and and just honored I am to have on uh, the show coming on at at ten o'clock here. Uh, Kevin Lace, who is not only uh, a teammate of Chris's, but a, a close personal friend and, and was over in Iraq with Chris multiple times. And, and I got to tell you that, that Kevin has been on my show before this past summer when I did uh, my Embrace Fear series uh, on Navy SEAL Radio. He was on, on one of the shows, and he is a remarkable human being, ladies and gentlemen. And there isn't anybody else out there. All right. There isn't a single other person out there as far as I'm concerned, besides besides Taya. Um, and there's some wonderful interviews that I'll talk about where you can find those online. Uh, there isn't another person out there who can give you as clear uh, and as and as focused and as honorable insight as Kevin can to who Chris was and, and why he did what he did. So we're going to have him on the show uh, starting at 10 o'clock. And, and man, this is just going to be I am so proud and honored that I can have the, the platform to be able to to pay tribute to one of my teammates, one of my brothers, uh, in, in this way, in a really positive way to help everybody understand maybe a little bit more depth behind why it is what we do and, and why it is why he, what he did. So let's get into this, right? Let's get going. All right, so why do I think is it important for all Americans, minus kids, right, of course, to go see this movie? Let me tell you why. All right, first off, you know, in, the, in our modern society, we live in a place, right, where we really kind of have been uh, um, kind of anesthetized to the imp- to warfare, right? We've been going since 9-11, really, at a, at a significant level. We've lost thousands and thousands of people overseas, even, even tremendous amount more uh, who are suffering from the effects of warfare, right, with PTSD or TBI or injuries. I mean, that, to, that number is around 550 to 850,000 vets. That's a serious, serious number, right? Now, I want you to take that number and then compound it and think about the ripple effect of how many actual people out there, how many family members are suffering as a result of the effort to sacrifice the commitment that those veterans made for our country. Now you're starting to see, wow, this is more significant. All you got to do for one second, if you, if you, if you know anybody that served or if you, you know, you're related to anybody that serves or maybe that it's you that served and you're still feeling the effects of your service. I do, I do work all the time with guys and, and, and girls that have, have got, been vets and are, are suffering in some kind of way. In fact, I suffered a little bit too myself when, when I came back from my first deployment overseas in, in 2002 with SEAL Team 1 to Afghanistan. And, and the reality is, let me tell you what, war changes everything. I mean, it is a fundamental shift in everything that you are. But it also affects every single person around you. It affects the entire social structure of our society if, if, if you really get back and look at it. You look at in terms of, of, of you know, how people feel when they saw those towers come down on 9-11 or the Pentagon get smashed or those, the, the plane going down in Shakespeare, right? And, I mean, we're talking about some serious change in the consciousness of an entire country, uh, more, more like the entire world. 
And then on the flip side of that, we see the highest of the highs that we had from this when with the Osama bin Laden raid, right, and killing him. I mean, that was getting rid of him. But now we see that, hey, guess what? This war that we're in against radical Islam, and I'm going to say it out loud, and I never typically like to get political or anything like that, but folks, ladies and gentlemen, you have to recognize, if you look at every single incident, the most recent one in, in France, we are at war with radical Islam, period, all right? And it's not going to end tomorrow. In fact, it's not going to end in a week from now. It's not going to end a year from now. So you've got to think about this, right? This movie will help you introduce you, right, or have you uh, reintegrate into the magnitude of this commitment that our country needs to get behind, this commitment that our, our veterans are making every day, that are making right now. Think about that. Stop for just one second. And think about those people that are downrange right now, that are on the front lines, that are in Africa, Yemen, that are over in Iraq, Afghanistan. Think about all those people around the world that are doing the job to protect your freedom. That's what this movie is about, right? That's why you have to go see it because you have to start getting it into your mind, your heart, and your soul. Hey, man, I'm in this too. I play a role too. I play a role of support. I play a role of, of helping veterans organizations. I play a role of supporting Chris's family, right? I play a role to support all those I know that have served. Or, or maybe it's, it, this movie plays a role in inspiring me to get in the game to raise your right hand and go serve your country with, with honor, integrity, right, with commitment and, and the willingness to sacrifice everything that you are for the greater good. And that's what this movie embodies. That's what it's capable of. It's not just to, 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 to pay tribute to this amazing human being, Chris Kyle, and his amazing wife and family and, 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 and our incredible teammates that supported him and his efforts, and he supported them, and the Marines that he worked with, man, God bless the Marines, right? And they have taken serious heavies over the last, the last 14 years and what's going on. So have the Army, all my Army brothers out there and sisters, all of those, the Air Force, Everybody that has put it on the line, man, this movie is a representation of your sacrifice. And hopefully, for all those who are listening, you will go and see that movie. I need you to think about deeply, even if maybe you're on the fence and, and maybe you, you, you're not a big supporter of, the, of war, of, of, of going, of fighting radical Islam around the world. And maybe you're not a big supporter of, 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 of I don't know, all this stuff that's involved with this. But you have to at least give yourself, have an open mind and go see the movie and watch, watch a portrayal. You know, it's only two hours, so it's not you can't encompass the magnitude of of Chris's life in in this time, and and that's why we're gonna have Kevin on to describe who this man was in a little bit here. Um, but I want you to understand, man. It takes it takes an entire country to get behind this effort to to stop this insanity, to stop the savages of the world from wreaking havoc on our way of life, because I that's what they want to do. 
That's what they're teaching their children to do. While we're teaching our children to love and to share. I mean, I've got these two beautiful little girls, right? My eldest, the bear, and my youngest, the bruiser, right? I teach them every day. We send them to this beautiful Montessori school. They talk about peace. They talk about all this stuff. And I'm scared to all high hell that there's going to come a day soon where I've got to instill, I've got to share with my daughters, hey, the world is actually a very, very dangerous place. The world is is filled with people that want to do you harm, that want to do your family harm, that want to do America harm. And at some point, I'd be blessed. I'd be truly blessed if my daughters roger up and step up and say, you know what, I want to serve, Papa. I want to serve. I want to serve like Chris Kyle. I want to serve, and I want to be a part of this American dream that we have by serving this country. So that's why everybody should go see this movie, because that's what it can do for you. It can instill that sense of pride. It can instill that sense of commitment. And it definitely can help you realize the magnitude of the sacrifice being made right now for you. Now, when I, when I, you know, when I see this movie, and I went last night with my good friend Chris, man, who is also a veteran, you know, it, it, was, it was not an easy movie to see at all. I mean, it was, it was very difficult, all right? You know, um, it just brought me back to when I was an SQT instructor during the time a lot of these guys in that movie came through, and, and, it, and it took me back to all the different, you know, people that I've lost in, in, in the teams. And, you know, it took me back to the time when, when Chris was tragically murdered um, by that, uh, uh, you know, deranged veteran out there um and it made me feel you know it's very hard to have that come over you it made me understand uh, you know man what that sacrifice is all about and and you know and that sacrifice is huge but but more importantly what's important you know what's critical is is that commitment right why did i want to become a part of the seal teams why did i want to serve my country what does that commitment mean now, you can't even begin to fathom it until you start going through the training, until you're you're in there and you're you know, you're in buds and you're going through that and you're going through that forging process and you're sitting there and you're jackhammering next to your your best buddy and it's Wednesday night of Hell Week, you've been up for three and a half straight days and you've been getting pummeled and you're freezing and then you look at the men to the right and to the left of you and you feel that connection to them, that willingness, that commitment, that sacrifice and it makes you stronger. It certainly made me stronger. It took me out of the abyss that I had been in for so long and thrust me into this unbelievable brotherhood that has shaped my life for the better. That has taught me all these amazing concepts that are just that are the reason for living in my mind. And that's what I try and sh- share with everybody through Frog Logic, right? My motivational training program. You know, it's all based on these concepts, my own personal experience going through it, and then my experiences overseas, and then I combine that with the 70-plus years of UDT SEAL operations, training elite performance to help offer you out there, people that haven't gone through SEAL training, that haven't been SEALs, offer you an understanding of how we think and how we work, how we operate, and how we invest ourselves in each other in order to understand true commitment. So that's the process, and that's critical to understand that, you know, this guy, this amazing man, Chris Kyle, he had that commitment. It was in his heart at a whole nother level. I'm going to get into that here in a second, and we'll we'll definitely get into it a little bit 
once Kevin gets on. So, you know, once you understand that commitment and you get into the teams and you make that first deployment downrange, man, your whole world changes. And you understand that this is the real deal. And, you know, it's not just about a game. This is not a game we're involved in, right? Not the Hollywoodization of of shooting guns and, and, you know, looking cool at all. It's the willingness to die for your teammates and for your country. And that's what this movie is about. How do you get that? How do you get that? Or, or I should, before I get into that, how does that, what, what, how does that affect you? Let me tell you what. From personal experiences, it changes you forever. And for all the people that I know that have, have gone through it at the highest levels, it changes them too. You can't not go to war and not be changed. You can't not serve your country in that capacity and not be changed. And most significantly, the sacrifice that you give, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, the, the reverberations of that will be felt within your family as well, too. I remember my first deployment downrange. My, my mom, she didn't sleep for three and a half months. And I remember my, my last two years deploying downrange, my wife didn't sleep. In fact, one of the, almost, almost the entire time was one of the, my first year, she was pregnant. Then she had our, I mean, I remember coming home from Afghanistan. We, uh, two weeks later, our, our, our eldest was born. I was around for two and a half weeks, three weeks. And, and then I kissed the baby. I kissed my wife and I deployed again for 70 days downrange and left my wife by herself during the most trying times of, of raising our child through those crazy three, first three months of life. I literally did that to go downrange. Think about what she went through. Not only having to raise that baby by herself, but also having to worry about me getting killed every single day. What does that do? Now, that's what this movie portrays. That's what this movie shares us some a brief insight onto what Chris and Taya had to go through during his four combat, serious combat deployments. Man, this guy was in Fallujah, Ramadi. I mean, you name it, he was in the hottest spots there, there are. Now, that sacrifice, that sacrifice, you pay a price for that. But you know what? What the movie also shows was his willingness to make that sacrifice and that internal, that deep internal drive that you feel knowing that you somehow or some way can make an impact to save the lives, not only of your teammates, but also the lives of of those that are back here on in, in America. And and he says it over and over in the movie repeatedly and and you know I hope people hear what that means. That is not a disingenuous statement coming from this man. I've made it myself multiple times. All right? You do it because you truly believe that you are making a difference, that your sacrifice and your commitment to your country is making a positive difference. Dear self, are you making that sacrifice in your life? Ask yourself, are, are you making that difference? Are, do you have that commitment to serve? Seriously, do you have it? Is it in you? Are you making those, are you, are you stepping up to the plate in your life? And, and listen, you don't have to be a Navy SEAL to, to serve this country. You don't have to be a Navy SEAL to understand commitment. It's in all inside all of us. What you have to do is you have to learn how to find that within yourself. You have to dig deep down and, and, and allow yourself to be inspired 
Allow yourself to develop a faith in something that's bigger than yourself. You know, I I firmly believe that that my you know, and everybody knows me now knows I'm 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 a, I'm a I'm a hard you know I wouldn't say hardcore, but I'm I'm a strong Christian and I believe in God and Christ and but I, but I tell you right now, man, all of that is a result of my service to my country. It was through that experience that I was able to truly understand faith. Faith in the men that were around me. Faith in the men that were willing to die for me. Faith in the teams. Faith in the ideas. Faith in in all those people who supported me on that journey. And through that faith is where you find commitment. Now, if you go back and you read the book, American Sniper, which is just an absolutely spectacular book, right? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've read a lot of great books. Don't get me wrong. Lone Survivor's fantastic. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Fearless, the Adam Brown story. Um, but, but definitely Chris's and Scott's and Jim's book, American Sniper, is a must. And it's, and, and it's not just I, – I hope everybody understands. And I hope you're doing your job too if you're, you know, if you're out there trying to promote the movie or promote the book that you're telling people it's not about just pulling the trigger. That is not whatever it is. It's that's why sometimes, you know, titles can be misleading, right? What it's about is this commitment and this sacrifice of one man to protect the nation to protect the teammates, to protect men he doesn't even know on the battlefield because he was so committed and he, he developed this gift, right? This gift. Now, Chris will many times talk about it. He was, you know, in 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 he was just lucky, right? He was in the right place at the right time. And and most most people out there will tell you in combat that's just the way it is. If you if you have the 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 fortune to do your job at the highest level and and to get rid of enemy forces that are actively trying to kill you and your teammates, then you know then you're doing right, man. And there's been a lot of them, man. I got to just praise my my community, the SEAL teams, and all the men that have done multiple deployments downrange in the, in the teams and and are continuing to do them. I mean, a lot of my friends are still in there they're reaching the 20-year mark. Man, my hat's off to all those guys. Because you are you have made the ultimate sacrifice. And I'm proud. I am so proud that I know all of you. I'm so honored that that I can have the opportunity to 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 listen to your insight and your wisdom and your mentoring to me. You know, I only did eight years in the team and and, and got out. And and you know, I, I look back at it, man, all the time and say, man, I should have stayed in. I should have done more. Now I was able to continue serving as a contractor, you know, and and other various things, and and I'm proud of that. But man, I'll tell you, one of the most difficult things ever was leaving the teams and my teammates. Now, I just, you know, that's why it's so important for me in my life to help spread a message that doesn't glorify war, it doesn't glorify killing or any of that other stuff, but what it glorifies is this commitment and the sacrifice that people are willing to make. So it will inspire you, who's listening to this, to begin making your own commitment at a higher level, to sacrifice who you are are for the greater good. 
Now, you know, the movie was was pretty, I got to tell you, it was a great movie. I'm so happy I went and saw it. I'm so stoked that it was made. And we're going to get into it here a little bit uh, when uh, Kevin Lace comes on, who is uh, a former teammate uh, uh, with Chris. Uh, uh, he's one of his closest friends He and, and happened to be in the movie to help. Uh, with the movie, which was, and, and I got to tell you, he did a remarkable job. I'm going to tell him here in a little bit. But I, when I think about why, and I listen to the people who made the movie, right? I think I listened to Bradley Cooper's interviews, who did a remarkable job, right? Who really pushed themselves for the role to try and become as close to Chris as he could to represent him in an honorable way. And I believe Bradley Cooper did that. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Clint Eastwood, who's one of my favorite directors of all times. All right. I just love the man. I love what he does. I love how he tells the story. He told this story in a powerful way. And the powerful way with which he told us was that through that level of sacrifice that both people make, that both people make, you know, uh, through the whole thing, through understanding, all right, this is what you got to do here. This is what you got to do, you know, on how it works. And, and, and man, I got to tell you, it's just, it's a, it's a powerful, powerful thing. Right. Um, and, and also, you know, the guy who did the, the best, uh, the screenplay adaption, I forget his name right now, but he, he was awesome too. And, and Sienna Miller, she did a phenomenal job. I mean, her, her raw emotion was, was pretty spectacular, um, I think she really portrayed Taya, and, and, and you can watch it. There's an amazing interview with Gretchen Carlson on Fox and uh, that she does with Taya that is unbelievable. And, you know, you can see this woman's pain, her sacrifice, and that's what this movie is able to do for all of us, right? This movie is able to help us understand the level, that level of sacrifice, man, because it's so significant. Now, I don't want to keep going on too long or, or you know, keep uh, bloviating or whatever you want to call it. I, I just want to – I wanted to set the tone for my guest that's coming on because this guy – I got to tell you, I, like I said, I had Kevin on earlier in this summer on my show, and he is one of the most remarkable young men I've, I've ever met. You know, he's a peer. I shouldn't call him a young man. He's a man. I mean, for sure, man, what he's done in his life. But I just think he is, you know, he's so he's so insightful and he's so heartfelt, man. You all are going to really just uh, truly uh, uh, amazed, be amazed with him. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to welcome uh, Kevin Lace to Navy SEAL Raider. Kevin, you there, buddy? I am, Dave. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the intro. Oh, brother. I, I just, you know, it's so awesome to, to do what I do, right? I've got one of the coolest jobs in the world, not only as a speaker for kids and adults, but doing this radio show because it affords me the opportunity to to kind of cut through the, the nonsense of, of what people perceive to be the truth is about SEALs and, and, and kind of kind of push a, a, off to the side that, that you know, the, the mysticism, if you will, and give people an honest insight. And so, you know, I think you do that every single day that you go out there and represent our community. And I want to thank you for that, Kevin. I really appreciate it, man. You do great things. And um, it's, it's great to call you a peer and a friend. And, and you're absolutely right. You know, just because we leave the teams doesn't mean that uh, that time in our life is over. We have to go out and earn that trident every single day. Amen. I mean, I, I say that in almost every one of my speeches. And, and so what I want to just get into is, is just give, if just for a sense of people don't know who you are yet, and they're going to be, everybody's going to know who you are after this. Can you give people a little bit of a background about what you did before the teams, what you did in the teams and what you're doing now? Yeah, sure thing. Um, you know, I'm from a really small town in Connecticut, and 
you know, I grew up, I had great parents, great brothers, you know, really supported me. And I moved to college, I went to college at James Madison in Virginia. And I was kind of, you know, on my path. I wanted to go into med school, but I really felt like I wasn't challenging myself. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, my GPA down there would have been uh, something that an MLB pitcher would have, uh, you know, killed for to get into the Hall of Fame. But, um, you know, I really hadn't taken any risk. And the events of 9-11 really changed my life. Uh, my friend Tim, his father, Bruce Eagleson, was uh, was murdered in the Trade Center um, on 9-11. And it, it was a really jarring situation in my life. And I felt compelled to do something. And I told my parents that I was going to leave school. And I was the first one in my family to go to college, four-year institution. And they looked at me a little cross-eyed. But I went down to the Navy recruiter. And I I went in there and I was I wanted to challenge myself. And I saw a poster. And that was that, was that calling. Um, I signed up. I got the SEAL challenge. And you know, the rest, as they say, is history. I went to Bud's. I was in class 245, got rolled to 246. Um, from there, I went to jump school, as you know, SEAL qualification training. I went to the Special Operations Combat Medical School at Fort Bragg and then checked into SEAL Team 3, where I worked with Chris, Ryan Joe, Mike Monsoor, um, and Mark Lee, and a lot of other extraordinary gentlemen. And I was a sniper, breacher, and medic, and uh, completed eight years in the Navy. And from there, finished my undergrad at the University of Connecticut in political science, and then applied to Wake Forest University and just finished up there as a physician assistant. And um, now I'm practicing here in Florida. Well, I got to tell you, Kevin, that, that that's, uh, that's a pretty remarkable <laughs> resume and background, man. And, and the cool thing is, is, you know, it all started with this, that internalization, that recognition that, you know, there was more out there that you needed to challenge yourself with. And, you know, the the one thing that is interesting for me, I know, was, you know, I felt the same thing. You know, I was at Penn State, and I was, I, you know, my GPA was probably much lower than yours. But, you know, it was that desire to go commit to something greater than yourself. Now, when you were going through training, what was kind of, you know, how did that commitment level really start to be, you know, prominent in, in how you looked at life? You know, that's a great question. Um you know, as as everybody knows, Bud's is very challenging. It's physically challenging, more so it's mentally challenging. And, you know, I was on that path in class 245 and smooth sailing. You know, I was doing great. I, you know, I was never a great runner. I was, I'm dangerous at short distances, but it's those long conditioning runs that always got me. And I was goon squad after goon squad, but that prepared me for Hell Week. It wasn't until a week before Hell Week that, you know, I really was challenged, and it wasn't from Bud's. Um, my grandfather passed away, and he was a Navy veteran. We were very close. He was in World War II, machinist mate in the South Pacific. And, you know, I really was, I was torn. I, I had, um, you know, one of my instructors, one of the, one of the meanest guys came in there. He's like, Hey Kevin, we got to talk. And he told me the news in the morning, you know, room inspection. It, and kind of, you know, you know, I kind of like, I was, I was shaken. Um, and I made that choice then to stay with my class. And I think that was really the galvanizing, you know, that was the choice I made to leave, you know, quote unquote boyhood aside. And it was time to be a man. And, um, you know, that's where, for, that was the impetus of like I will not fail. I wasn't going to fail before then, but that was that was that moment. I will not fail from this point on. And um, you know, I, I found buds to be physically difficult, but you know, very mentally rewarding. And I realized that people ask me, they're like, "How did buds change you? How did the Navy change you?" I don't think the Navy changed me. I think the the uh, elements and the resources were always there. They just put me in situations to access those and to go out and do good things. 
See, I love that right there, Kevin. What and and that's really where I I try and promote that recognition and and all my listeners and everything that I do it with Frog Logic is that we all possess this this capability. It's just tapping into it and like you said, finding the resources in yourself and unlocking those and and going forth and 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 understanding that you can achieve some great things. You can be better. You can rise to the occasion and and grow in in a in a in a significant way if you're just willing to sacrifice, right? Right. And you're you're 100% correct. You know, you need to recognize those situations in your life and tap into that that self because you can't truly succeed until you understand yourself. If you don't challenge yourself to step outside that box, and you really know, never know what what's inside and what you're capable of. Awesome. Now, now, let's let's get into the next the next question for here. So, uh, obviously, this show is about American Sniper, the movie. It's about American Sniper, you know, the the book. But most importantly, it's about the American the American Sniper, the legend himself, Chris Kyle. Could you just give us a a, a brief, you know? Uh, you know, look at who Chris was, not only as a friend, but a teammate and, and just, you know, the, the person he was. I almost want to say that's tough to do to say briefly. <laughs> um, you know, this, this is a tough, tough task here, but I'll, I'll do my best. You know, as you've seen in, in media and friends coming to speak out about Chris and family and you meet his, his, his parents and his brother and, and those that help shape him, you realize that Chris is an amazing human being and, he is an amazing human being. He will, consi- he will con- uh, you know, continue to do so. But working with him, I, I was able to, you know, I was a teammate of Chris. You know, I was a fellow sniper with Chris. Um, and ultimately, I was a friend with Chris. And that's the most rewarding because you saw so many different facets of him from, you know, the technical expertise, the leadership role in the platoon. You know, that whole aura of being around Chris Kyle, you know, makes you want to be a better frogman. And that challenged me every day and made me a better frogman. Um, and then finally, you know, as a friend, and Chris was a super humble guy. He was the most accomplished sniper, but he would never go out there and boast or bloviate and talk about, you know, me, me, me. It was always, he was always the type of person that would deflect that praise to the people around him. And he totally encapsulated the word teamwork, teams, and brotherhood. And from that, everybody who worked with him knew him, and you know, will see him on the big screen. is is going to be a better person. That's that's a that's about as a great a description as a human being as you could offer. I mean, it it, it is very difficult to encapsulate a person like Chris. Uh, you know, I, I've had several f- friends in the teams that were like that myself that I I was able to actually be on a team and serve with, and you know, and then even after as a contractor, meeting people that were really just exceptional. Um, you know, the one thing that I'd also like to to ask you about is is can you just describe, you know, Mark Lee and Ryan Job a little bit? I know they're featured in the movie, and you know, can you just tell people about them as as human beings as well too? Sure. Um, in real life, Mark Lee and Ryan Job were were new guys in the 2006 deployment, like myself. So, you know, we we had the bond of being teammates, but also we had the bond of being you guys and misery loves company and you know we definitely <laughs> share a lot of that uh fng we, uh, baby <laughs> yeah that's right the old guys in our platoon were uh were sadists and um we paid but we were better frogmen for it you know people 
people talk about buds and I was the goon squad all the time, but it paid off in hell week. You know, we were we were constantly challenged by the old guys in the platoon and it paid off overseas when you know it, it mattered. Um but Mark Lee and Ryan Joe were 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 great friends. Um and the gift that they gave me and the people around us and the teams is that gift of family and Chris the same. You know, I've I've met their families and have shared a lot of special moments with them after August 2nd and after Ryan passed. And, you know, it's really important. Like I said, it lends credit to the type of person that Chris was by knowing his family. And if you know, you know, Mark Lee's family and Ryan Joe's family, then you realize that these are special human beings. And they did, you know, incredible things overseas and protected, you know, their platoon mates. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. I know it can't be easy to, to, to think about those guys. I, I know last night just watching the movie, I, you know, you definitely feel lost. I remember when, when those guys both uh, got hit, and but I can't even imagine what it must be like for you. Uh, but you, you definitely, you know, give them a tremendous amount of honor in the way you talk about them, Kevin. So I appreciate you, you just mentioning it a little bit. I think, you know, it's it's critical for people to realize that the effort, you know, when you do go down and you do deploy and you deploy with your family, because that's in essence what your, our teammates are to us. They're our family. You know, when when you you go down range, the, the, I think what a lot of people want to try and understand is, you know, how do how do you guys keep it together? How do we keep it together? When you, you, you go and you're going down range to Ramadi or to Fallujah or to Helmand Province or Patika, how do guys keep it together in the midst of all that chaos and atrocity and tragedy and, and just, you know, in and, and warfare? Right. That's, that's a great point. And it goes back to um, what I said earlier on. You know, it all starts with understanding yourself. And if you don't completely understand yourself and what your, you know, limitations are and, and what your what what you lack and you don't possess that, you know, and a great grasp on it, then you can never really succeed in a situation in the unknown, something that challenges you. And war is, war is ruthless. War is violent. Um, but war is also rewarding. And if you understand yourself, you know how to go ahead and rise up and succeed. And I, I, I fully believe that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of great things that happen in war. And I, I was put in a lot of different situations and I feel, um, you know, I've lost great, great friends and great teammates, but, you know, I've learned a lot about myself in those situations. I was put in, um, you know, scenes in, in real life that challenged me as a human being to succeed because there was no script. There was no instructor behind me telling me this is what I had to do. And only by knowing myself and knowing the people around me, my teammates, was I able to, you know, succeed and carry on that mission. And I think it all starts with knowing, you know, who you are. Know thyself, man. Amen to that. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I, you know, I, I talk about it all the time with, with Frog Logic, and, you know, but what's challenging, I think, for a lot of people is, is, you know, is when you go through one of these events or you're, you're, you're thrust into something that, that affects and really forces you to question who you are. That becomes challenging, right? And in processing those questions on maybe you uh, maybe you did rise up or maybe you didn't perform as as you thought you would, or all these questions start hitting you. Um, does that does that most of that happen when you're home after you've gotten at, when you got back from your deployments? I know it certainly happened to me uh, when I got back from all my deployments. Is you just like, well, wow, 
who am I now? How have I changed? So do you think that that's a big time when that introspection evolves or happens is when you get home? You know, I realize, like I said, in those moments, um, there's no script. There's nobody telling you what's going to happen. And really, you know, your fate is what it is. Um, and there's that old Teddy Roosevelt quote, you know, the best thing that can happen, is, you know, the best thing you can do is to do something. Um, the worst thing you can do is to do nothing. And you really can't second-guess your actions. You just have to react to that situation. Um, you know, never in the moment did I think about my own skin. Um, you know, it was more I trust myself and I trust more so trust the people around me. And together we can make things happen. So, you're getting back home. Did I did I think about, you know, did we make the right choice or not? I I trusted our actions because we're professionals and, you know, everybody that I was surrounded with truly knew themselves and they truly had a firm grasp on what they were capable of and we did great things. So, um, thinking back, I you know, I, I believe the stuff we did was great and I, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. You know, I, I think – Everybody wants to, you know, the big question, especially with how prominent PTSD has become in, in, in the nation's consciousness and how many vets are suffering from it. I think everybody, and, and they actually highlight this in the movie towards the end when he has that meeting with the, the psychologist, you know, do you feel like what you did was wrong or that anything's going to affect you? And I think it's remarkable when, when people will, you know, hear what he says and or hear what other vets say by saying, no, I, I, I don't have any problems with it. What I have problems with is that I didn't do more, you know, and, right. and that's that's an interesting facet of 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 that. I think people don't understand. And, and so how do you how do you suggest that that people come to uh, realize that, you know, that our level of commitment enables us to be able to, you know, do these things downrange with and I don't want to call it a clear conscience. But I, you know, I want to call it a, a, a moral focus. How do you explain that to people? It's an engaged conscience, and, and as a professional soldier, you are completely engaged. I think you're absolutely right. You know, the movie actually, you know, and you you hit on it exactly. The movie doesn't talk about PTSD. It talks about those people out there that are of a different, you know, cut from a different cloth. That what bothers them are the people they couldn't save. And right. You know that is that is the the testament of of an operator of a true soldier of of a professional, um, and you know PTSD is a real thing and, and it definitely affects a lot of people. Um, but with I know with Chris and, and this portrayal, it opens that dialogue that you know there are people out there that truly can go do this job. But what really bothers them is that when you lose somebody and you can't protect people because in that unit in those teams in those in the Marines Army. That is that brotherhood. And to see men around you who have that commitment fall, you know, it hurts. It hurts deep. Um, and you try harder to protect more people. So I think you're absolutely right there. And then the transition is coming back home. And, you know, it's tough on families. It's tough on the people around you. And as you know, I mean, you know, it's it's tough on the teams. I mean, there's a very high divorce rate in the teams. And I think, you know, that's because of change. And it's not that your change overseas is different from your change here because I step outside and I'm changed after seeing somebody with no food on the side of the road or I see an accident that changes me when I go to war and I see, you know, people fall and I see, you know, you're engaging the enemy, you know, I'm changed. And I think it's difficult for people on the home front because they want you to go overseas and come back without change. And it's, it's unavoidable. It's going to happen. And, you know, people on the home front want to own those, 
memory, it want to own that person and say, you know, he's going to come back to me. He's going to be, he's not going to have changed. But realize when you go overseas, you're paid to do a job and you form this brotherhood with the men around you and the SEAL teams. And you do great things. And it's that, that shared sacrifice amongst that group that, you know, it's hard to transfer and talk about when you come home because people really won't know. And, and you know, I talk a lot with my wife about my experiences overseas, but she knows there's a part inside me that she'll never see because that's who I was at that time frame. And these are the things that I carry as I go forward. And I think that's important that people need to understand when you go overseas, you do things, you share those memories with a group of people. And it's tough to convey that to others who have never been in those shoes. It's, it's incredibly difficult. It's virtually impossible. I mean, I've I've attempted to do it on on multiple occasions, but it's just really, you know, if you haven't been there and done it, it's it you, you just don't get it right, and you know that's why it's so it's so challenging. I bet you get this all the time, just like I do, when people want to know, you know, what's it like to be a Navy SEAL, and you're just like you're like, whoa. It, I, it, I have to I have to make some jokes. You know what I mean? I it, I say like it's great sleep eating and lifting. You know, I make up <laughs> jokes from time because. It's it's tough to it's tough to convey that, and I I do my best, and you know um, people always they, you know they see the movie and they're, and they're just blown away, and and they're, they're like you know the the acting is incredible, and the acting in the movie is incredible, but I think what's the most humbling is you know they praise the acting, and I I think back to the gentleman that made it happen overseas, um, and when we it was real life when you know life was just a heartbeat away, and you're just surviving that moment, um, and everybody's hyper vigilant and sensitive, and and you're making things happen. We weren't acting then; it was real life, and it's it's amazing to to be in that position, to have lived it and then acted it, um, and then get those questions of what it's like to be a seal. So I try my best and and uh, hope to do justice. Now I got a question for you. The fact that sure. the one thing that I want everybody to know is that Kevin's in the movie, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to tell you, buddy, for for probably not ever taking one acting class in your life, you did great, man. Um, the, the you know. The the scene where you're standing next to Chris and they've got uh, Ryan on the table. I mean, uh, it, brother, it, it, you could see that you were uh, you were remembering that pretty significant. I, I just I commend you because it's not easy at all being in front of a camera for sure. Um, the the yeah. one thing that you know, I, I, I I tell I tell ahead. you what though it's it, I, I had to had to think real back I think real hard and, and back to those moments to get myself into that that mindset again. I was playing myself and. And by doing so, I was able to help, you know, the people around me on the set to, you know, understand and, and help paint that paint that picture of what it's like to be a SEAL. Um, and, well, and that's I, my I question. Give that's my question for you, Kevin. Did you? Uh, did, how much did you help Bradley? How much did you help Sienna? How much did you help the other guys that were on the set? I mean, was it every day, all sure. day? Did you assist? So I was the uh, I was the the technical one of the technical advisors, the seal tech, the only seal technical advisor on the movie, um, and I, I spent a far a fair majority of my time working directly with Bradley. I worked a lot with, obviously Corey Hardrick, Ray Gallegos, um, Luke Grimes, Jake McDormand, Kyle Gallner, Eric Layden. Um, but it was, it was really that that work with Bradley um, to get the little nuances down of Chris and, and making sure that you know, his representation of Chris Kyle was as accurate as possible without Chris being there. And it, it's important because this is what we're going to have to go with. You know, a lot of people are going to remember Chris based off of Bradley's performance. And, you know, as, as you know, and, and I know you're the same way, that as SEALs we are hypercritical and we are not going <laughs> to fail. And we have to be on the, uh, we have to make things perfect. And 
you know, I, I tried to hold myself to a very high standard to make sure um, Bradley got there, but at the same time, he expected the same for me. And the amount of questions and, and how many times he, he asked questions and, and different nuances um, really lends credit to how much he wanted to, you know, portray Chris correctly. And um, well, I think, I, I think as, as you've seen it, you, you know. He he did a he did a remarkable job, you know. I I met Chris, you know, a few times early on when you know you guys were just going through SQT and and uh, um, you know, the fact that Bradley wore his shoes for months afterwards is a testament to just how much Chris got inside his heart and in his soul, which is powerful. And and you know, you take you deserve a heck of a lot of credit for that, Kevin. So, you know, thank you for making the effort so that our brother could be so accurately portrayed by a guy that really got into it. He he believes in what the movie is about and what it's telling. So, you know, thanks again for, for that. Oh, um, no. And, and, you know, I know, I know Chris would do the same. He was the type, like I said, the type of guy that would push credit aside and, you know, Chris had stuck his neck out on me, neck out for me plenty of times and vice versa. And, and, you know, Chris was a true friend and, you know, I love his family and um, I was very honored to be there to, um, you know, tell people about Chris and help that come to uh, fruition. Well, uh, that's cool. So, so the, I think the most, the, one of the, the most significant moments of the whole movie for me, um, and it's not giving anything away in the movie at all, was the the final scene on screen where it's you uh, taking your trident off and pressing it into to Chris's coffin, and and you know that has got to be one of the most. Uh, I, I, everybody always wants to understand that moment and why we do that, why we push the tridents in into the coffin. So, you know, it would, you know, could you just help people understand that it's, you know, that it's not just this feeling sorry moment. It's this sense of pride and this, 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 just explain it to people on how critical it is for all of us. Uh, that's a that's another tough one. Um, you know, the first time I saw that scene, I was in the editing room and I really wasn't prepared for it because wow. you know, um, there's a whole sequence before that as well. And um, you know, I, I think it, it's it's just not a choreographed moment where people just walk up and and do that. And as a frogman, you know, we don't we work hard for the trident, but the tri- the trident really is just a physical representation of what we work for and what we embody your core values and what we hold high and, and what we carry down range when we do good things. Um, but it, it, you know, it's, it's an outward representation of who we are. And in that moment, you know, as we send our brother on, um, Chris and, and Mark and Mike Monsoor and, and Ryan and every other team guy that's fallen before us and will in the future, it, it's our, you know, the least that we can do to show our support because they are a true brother and we're going to stamp that on and send them, send them on. And, um, you know, I think, that part in the movie really anchors it and brings it back home to this personal story of Chris. And, and, you know, Chris's family is a huge part of it, but as you know, with Chris, the teams were super special and the guys that he worked with were, were incredible. And as you see, um, in that final moment, you're going to see that Testament of the teams that tribute that we paid to Chris and, and are now sharing with everybody in this movie. Awesome. Well, Kevin, I, you know, I mean, it's just, you guys did a, a great job. I'm, I'm just, I was so proud when I left the movie. It was definitely difficult. I definitely had, it was tearing up a little bit, especially with that final scene with you. Um, and brought back a lot of memories just from the past 14 years. And, and, 
Um, you know, just thank you so much for for everything that you did with it. I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing now um, with your life and, and how you've kind of transitioned and, and just what's in, in, in your future? Sure. Um, I've, I've got a lot, of, a lot of great things going on. Um, I'm very blessed. I have, you know, a great wife and, and beautiful kids and healthy kids and very fortunate for that. Um, I, I got out of the Navy and, like I said, I finished up at University of Connecticut and I jumped right into a, um, finishing my um, undergrad degree as a political in political science and then went to PA school at Wake Forest and now I'm a certified physician assistant here in uh, Northwest Florida and I work um, for Dr. Dave LeMay who does a lot of um, a lot of work Regenesis work with special operations guys we have guys from the Eagle Fund which is a benevolent fund come to the Andrews Institute up here in Florida and what it does is it allows special operations guys to come and rehab next to professional athletes. And what it does is it provides that really niche treatment to get these guys back up to optimum performance levels. Because as you know, guys are doing, you know, 9, 10, 12 deployments since 9-11, and they're beat down. And what they do yep. is they come here, and we help, you know, build that core up again. You know, we help them physically. We help them, you know, um, physiologically. And I work as a PA with, with Dr. Lumet doing that. And it's very rewarding because I, I – I, I love helping people. That's why I went back into medicine. Um, that's why I initially started medicine and continued on. But it's really rewarding to see guys and, and my true brothers that, that come through and, and get treatment and, and do well and go on and do great things. And it, it makes me proud that I didn't stay in the team for 20 years, but I'm still able to help people um, in that community and, and really promote them and help them achieve you know everything that they can. Well, you continue to earn that trident every day, Kevin, and, and we're blessed to have you in the teams, and we're blessed to have you on this planet, man. And I just, uh, what is the website for the um, the Eagle uh, Foundation so people can go there and donate to that? Sure. Um, you know, there's a couple of charities I support. Um, obviously, the Eagle Fund. I believe it's the eaglefund.org. Um, mm-hmm. And the second one is the uh, Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit and Auction. It's, it's through Chris's parents. And... Um, we re- we did a premiere here on Wednesday night in uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida, at the Breeze Aid Zone, by my, my good friend Nels and John Peacock helped put it on, and we raised money for the Eagle Fund, Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit and Auction, and America's Mighty Warriors. And um, the Benefit and Auction is for, like I said, Chris's parents and their charity, and they're doing a big rope and rally down in Austin in the April, early May, and all the money raised together with stuff we did on Wednesday, and that goes to the Heroes Project, which is Chris's. Uh, vision with charity, um, getting equipment for veterans to help them, you know, transition from PTS and physical disabilities to productive in the workforce. And finally, the third charity is America's Mighty Warriors, which I know you're familiar with, but Debbie Lee, yep. she's the uh, mother of Mark Lee. And um, Mark was in our platoon and, and a, a very, very special person and a great friend of mine. And Debbie started the charity after Mark's passing, and she raises money for Gold Star families. She does retreats at her at her um, her house in, in Arizona, um, and she's doing some pretty incredible stuff with hyperbaric oxygen therapy for guys with issues coming back from um, from overseas and, and seeing real results. And the money she raises helps to get guys through there. We're actually trying to pair her with the Eagle Fund to do you know more great things, and um, she does retreats for for families down in Texas and as well as in Arizona. And she's really a remarkable woman and. Those three charities are uh, awesome. really special to me, both professionally and personally. 
Well, thank you, Kevin, so much. I got about 30 seconds left on, on okay. air, buddy. Uh, God bless you. God bless your family, and thanks for all you did. Dave, thank you so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. There you have it. Kevin Lace, Navy SEAL, American Snipers, the movie. Get out there. Go see it. Go support it. Go support all those charities Kevin talked about. But most importantly, go understand what it is inside you that's going to make you commit to something bigger than yourself and sacrifice everything that you are for the greater good. All right, don't forget, I'm your new swim buddy. Let's get motivated. Out!